Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. Welcome back to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince and I'm here with my producer, James. Hi, Emma Sue, and hello, everyone. So on today's podcast, we're going to talk about optimism and sustaining optimism amidst adversity. So let's start with this simple stuff, Emma Sue. What is optimism? Well, perhaps I should start by saying what optimism isn't, um, because it definitely is not about positive thinking and putting a shiny gloss on everything and being happy all the time, no matter what. Um, So I think there is a lot of misinterpretation about what optimism is, and that somehow it's something you either have or don't have. Um, You know, for example, being naturally optimistic or pessimistic or a good mood. Uh, or a bad mood, um, quite polarised, in fact. And and actually, optimism is much, much more about being able to realistically assess and reframe challenging situations. So you build it through being proactive and focusing on your internal locus of control. Uh, so even, you know, even in the midst of, of big change and uncertainty, it's still possible to feel happy, productive and fulfilled. So how does optimism link to the other seven skills? This is really important to understand um, because, you know, all seven skills link and overlap. I always say that, but you know, it's equally important to nurture all seven. But when it comes to optimism, there is a strong, strong link with two other skills, being proactive and resilience. We, we know from research that if you're strengthening any one of these three, you're automatically strengthening the other two. So the more you can be proactive in your life, placing energy only on things you can control and building up your resilience skills, this will have a massive impact on your optimism skills and ultimately your well-being. So why does it seem challenging to be happy and optimistic when you're in the middle of a crisis and uncertainty? Well, I mean, I'd be the first to say that it's actually very challenging. You know, Mm. in the last few months since this coronavirus exploded into our lives, it's like we're all living in the worst kind of bad movie and it's on kind of continual rerun. Um, (laughs) You know, we can't even go out and enjoy an evening with friends properly to take the edge off. So, you know, it it can feel very challenging to be optimistic when everything around you is, is highly uncertain. And, you know, when you yourself might be going through real hardship, emotionally, mentally, financially, and so on. Um, And I think also there's an element of guilt about it too, you know, that being happy is somehow, you know, frivolous um, when there's so much happening, you know. But it is absolutely crucial that we can tap into optimism and nurture it, even with all that's going on around us. Um, Because these sorts of anxious and unusual times bring a lot of difficulty 
but you know we we can rise to the challenge and that there's the link with with resilience too so you know staying positive is actually a core ingredient in the recipe if you like of successfully coping in a crisis um but bef- before we look at just how you do that the first thing to understand are the hallmarks of optimism uh, okay so uh how would you describe the the hallmarks of optimism well they originate in positive psychology and for me they they really point to the reality that we really can develop optimism skills as opposed to it being something that we are or you know or we aren't so there are three hallmarks um of the optimist and and the first is to accurately assess the situation and that means asking questions um questioning your your own assumptions about a situation weighing up the facts uh being very aware of your own feelings and emotions and being able to differentiate between those and facts and and you know making choices about about news social media and other exposure so this is about the accuracy of a situation um the second which is super important is is seeing the situation including how you feel as temporary um and that's really hard to do when you're in the middle of it you know you you feel like it's just going to keep going on um so being able to kind of hang on to that uh reality that actually everything is temporary um and acknowledge your own role in what's happening and your your you know your own feelings and actions and less blame on the external um so this is number 2 and number 3 as a hallmark is really trusting in your own ability to be able to adjust and move forward constructively um so this is about you know being able to be proactive and understanding where you can put your energy regarding an external situation and and being more in control of yourself within it now you you may not be able to instantly do all of these things when there's a lot of uncertainty going on but you can proactively structure your thinking around these hallmarks of optimism So it's also important to note that part of developing optimism is a focus on your own well-being um resilience again uh that's definitely within your control and that means really amping up uh looking after yourself. Mm, okay so let's let's talk about mental health then for a second and how that ties in with this. Yeah um it's a huge topic um I'm not sure you even want to get me started on this one but um <laughs> let me let me just say uh, again that um our mental health is something that actually a lot of the time is within our control so taking charge of that will help as we go further into this um so if we can foster positive emotions the flow on effects are well researched and well documented um and these positive emotions are a key resource for us during the coronavirus crisis because they can do three specific things that are really pertinent right now in terms of mental health um so the first is that positive emotions will increase your resilience um so when we experience positive emotions on the back of a stressful event we bounce back more quickly and have a faster cardiovascular recovery time so that means our heart rate lowers and our blood pressure stabilizes more quickly when we're able to be positive um the second is that you can increase your immunity so uh 
there's a study where people were deliberately infected with the influenza virus and rhinovirus, and they found that people who had more positive emotions were more likely to fight off the symptoms. People low on positive emotions were three times more likely to contract a respiratory illness in this study. And the third is that positive emotions help you to think more clearly. So the way we feel influences the way we think. And positive emotions boost our problem-solving abilities as well as our judgment, our decision-making, our creativity. Um, so staying positive will help you and your family and your, you know, your loved ones around you to be better at solving all the sort of numerous little problems that are being thrown our way right now. You know, figuring out new tech platforms and, uh, you know, homeschooling and these sorts of things. So this is about really understanding that um, mental health is within our control and we need to be looking after it. So what are some of the things that we can do to nurture our optimism skills? Well, there are so many. Um, I think the very first thing and, and the most uh, well-researched uh, area is to be grateful, to really, really tap into a sense of gratitude. And you can do this by keeping a gratitude journal, um, just writing it in it every morning, um, all the things in your life right now that you're grateful for. And it may start off like a simple list. So it may just be things like, I'm grateful for my walk in nature, for the wonderful cup of coffee I had this morning. And in time, it may become a bit more detailed. And if you can include an evening reflection that happened of good things that have happened, then even better. So there's a good piece of research that was done with groups of people in crisis situations. So working in, in war-torn countries, for example, in the military or as doctors and nurses. And at the end of the day, they would write down the positive experiences that may have just been tiny, you know, a gesture, a kind gesture, a cup of tea. Um, but in any day of the most horrendous situation, you can still find positive human experiences. And the research showed that these people had lessened post-traumatic stress symptoms as a result. So I would say the first thing is to be to be grateful, and that will really have an impact on your optimism skills. Um, another thing you can do is simply savour the small moments, especially in the in the middle of, of, of huge uncertainty and just, you know, negative news around you. Um, you know, you, you can still have small moments to savour. So again, really small things, the, the smell of coffee, if you like coffee, um, you know, the feel of a warm shower on your back and so on. And, and when you stop to take in these moments, rather than let them rush by you on autopilot, you're giving your brain a chance to process that pleasure. And that boosts your serotonin, which is your natural feel-good neurotransmitter. And this helps elevate your mood and, and makes you feel calm. And it's also a kind of mindfulness uh, when you do this, which will immediately dampen the stresses and, and any kind of low-level anxiety you may be experiencing. Um, and I would say probably all of us are, to a certain extent, experience a kind of constant drip drip um, low-level anxiety um, there's a couple more so looking out for the good uh, and, and doing good yourself so you know we can see some great examples of 
the best in human nature rising to coronavirus challenge. I mean, of course, we can see the opposite mm. too, but, you know, let's look at the positive stuff. So, yeah. you know, we, we have got philanthropists donating money to scientists to find a cure. You can choose to look at that in a sort of weird conspiracy way, or you can just choose to look at it for what it is. You know, they're donating money. Um, doctors and medical staff are working overtime. Um, neighborhoods are putting together care packages for people you know people are posting positive messages on social media if you can kind of wade through the other stuff um you know so, so it's just tuning into these positive and and pro-social aspects of the crisis um so i would say you know look for things that you can do in your own community to boost optimism so my personal one is to look after the little free library that I created and I, I clean it every day. I stock it with books and puzzles and positive quotes and games. And this gives me a lot of joy, but it also has been a, a, a huge source of positivity in our village because all our libraries are closed at the moment. Mm. Um, so it's just looking for, you know, where you can do good things and just kind of take the focus off yourself uh, as well. So one really big thing we can do is be a lot more mindful of our use of language. Um, so we we do, we can and do catastrophize things even more with how we use language. And we've always done this, you know. Yeah. So, for example, my train was delayed this morning, an utter nightmare, you know, or this is a disaster. Um, I mean, maybe we are a bit more mindful now of, of how we use that kind of language to describe trivial things. But even so, um, you know, in my recent coaching work, I've heard statements like, it's the end of the world as we know it. Um, you know, I'll never be able to advance in my career now. And I've even heard someone saying, you know, I'm not going out for another three weeks. It's too dangerous. I might die. I don't trust the government. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so, so quite, you know, we, we, we do use quite extreme language to describe events and feelings. And this is where the first hallmark of optimism comes in. So accurately assessing a situation, asking questions, weighing up facts, um, and also making a choice about your own consumption of this language, you know, so so you may be consuming this language through media, you may be consuming it through the conversations that you have with neighbours and friends. Um, you know, if you if you start posting and commenting on some of the negative statements on social media, you're just going to go down a rabbit hole of low energy stuff, yeah. um, you know, and that's out of your control. So so it's it's being mindful of, of the language we choose to listen to, the language we consume, and the language that we ourselves use when we are talking about events um, has a big impact. Okay, thanks, Emma Sue. Um, have you got any uh, quick tips to help us today with our yes, optimism? Definitely. So here are three quick things you can do right now. Um, the first is to breathe. So something we do all the time, but we don't do near as deeply enough for it to benefit. So take a nice, long, deep breath, deep from the diaphragm. Keep it and fill your lungs and then a nice, slow breath out. And if you do this a few times... Throughout your day, you feel energized, your brain gets a big boost of oxygen, and you feel better. Uh, number two tip is to look for something in your immediate surroundings that makes you smile and lifts your heart. So for me right now, it's seeing the birds feeding and clustering around the trees in my garden. But there are any number of things that might catch my eye, you know, a photo of my son, the crystal on my desk, you know, any anything. There'll be something. So something in your immediate surroundings. And number three write it down 
pick up a notebook, just write whatever comes into your head. And this is really effective because it takes you out of your head, which is actually where all our unhappiness and negative emotion originate from. It's not by what's going on around us. It's coming from our heads. So when you write it down, it helps your brain process the huge overwhelm that we can sometimes feel in all of this. Great. Some things for us to do today. Um, I think that brings us to the end of today's episode, Emma Sue. Yes, it does. And I hope our listeners have got some ideas for boosting their optimism skills. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, James. And see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Seven Skills for the Future podcast. There are all sorts of things you can do to boost each of the seven skills. If you want more ideas, you can buy the book, Seven Skills for the Future. You can also go online to our website, Unimenta, and join as a member, and you'll be able to access more resources, ideas, and free downloads. If you have a question you want to ask on these podcasts, get in touch through Instagram at Seven Skills for the Future, or on Twitter and Facebook at Unimenta. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast player of choice. Music